Happy College Football Saturday. We are Sports and Stouts coming to you from Studio G in the AP. The beers are flowing like the whiny Notre Dame fans' tears who finally figured out their team blows. Sorry, Jimmy. And we are getting your Saturday night rolling. We got Loud Ryan in the house. Scuba and Dave. Let's do this. Here we are. So, things we'll be talking about here tonight. As always, we'll have the beer of the week. Some beer news also. And exciting tonight, we'll have the one and only Jamie Sinclair on the show. Uh, The famous and professional curler. Uh, Also, some sad news in sports that have happened over the last week. Uh, As always, Tiger Talk. And... As always, your headlines, your Lions talk, we're going to cover just about everything tonight. Uh, been a really weird and wacky and wild last week, so we're going to try and we're cover We're also going to cover that big Michigan win today. Blue. I know. Go blue. Go blue. All right. Hey, let's do this beer of the week. Uh, courtesy of one Scuba Steve, Perrin Unfinished Business. And what does that mean? What, what makes it unfinished? I don't know, but it... I just popped it open and it smells amazing. What uh, what is it? It's a. Uh, it, it, isn't it like a Japanese emperor? Yeah, I've a Japanese never heard of aged stout. Yes. I've never heard of a Japanese emperor. You've never heard of a Japanese emperor? Stout. Emperor Hirohito, World War Two? No, nothing. Not, okay, not, we're not, not going to stout. <sighs> well, I, you know, it, it. I'm not sure what's unfinished about it because if if it's. I mean, if Scuba bought it, clearly it's going to be a fantastic beer. It is high in alcohol content, which is uh, the amazing part, which we always love. I think it, I think it comes in at a cool thirteen point one percent. I think that's what you sent me, right? It's got Scuba? a, it's got a kill something Bill, like that, Kill Bill logo kind of thing going on there. In the yes, the uh, Samurai Sword. Uh, to be exact, it's a thirteen percent beer. In case you're, cur- you're oh curious. well, excuse me, it's a but it's a light thirteen percent. Let's remember Very that. Light. Yes. Official toast time. All right. Ryan's getting us our, uh, Thank you. our glasses. Thank you for the poor. Mr. Loud Ryan. Mr. Loud Ryan, exactly. And uh, for all of you out there on Facebook Live, hopefully you're drinking something good. And hopefully you'll join us in this toast. So uh, as we here in Studio G raise our glasses, uh, our enemies never drink, but our friends always do. So let's drink this drink so we can tell who's who. There you are. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Cheers, Facebook. That's very good. I'm not disappointed whatsoever. What do we have in beer news here? You know, it's funny because absolutely there is no correlation between the beer of the week and this little bit of beer news that I found uh, uh, the other day as I was uh, perusing the interwebs um, at my job. And uh, I actually came across this article. (laughs) It talks about... Uh, this Japanese brewery that makes beer that tells you when to drink it. How does I don't that understand. Work? How do you police that? <laughs> you can't police it, but so basically, they the, the, this brewery, um, uh, Suntory uh, Brewery in Japan, came up with this idea that says, oh. you know, light beers uh, like pale lagers are uh, great for day drinking, and then the darker, hoppier beers are better saved for the evening. But they actually are only releasing and selling certain beers at certain times in Japan. So like, it, it, don't they don't they do that here already? Like certain times a day? Yeah, like certain times a day. Like oh, day. Okay, like, never o- mind. Like only there's time of day that you can actually get this beer. Oh, there are way too many the logistics that behind that. Oh damn it! Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, folks. We are we are watching the uh, the Tigers tonight. We're you know we just went down two to one uh, here in the fourth, uh, but we got lots of time left. So important it's, uh, baseball games. Yeah, here. yeah. So we we might go back and forth into this baseball game. We got the Michigan State game also on the other uh, TV as we are running. That's not so important. Dose televisions in Studio G, making this uh, pretty awesome. The only thing that could be better is having three. But I, uh, we don't have any room for that. So. You definitely don't want four. No, never four. No, four. Get, four That's four, too four, many to keep that, track that would of. be rattled. Four would completely rattle the whole situation. Completely rattle the whole situation. But So I just wanted to uh, uh, mention this uh, Japanese beer news because, you know, um, who is it? Is it Stone that does the uh, drink by... You know, like seven, fourteen, sixteen. Yeah, that's their IPAs. Yeah, they just, do their IPAs like that. So that that's probably like the closest thing that we have here in the United States. I mean, States that's to, just so that they you can drink it before the hops fade off. But you can drink it any time. Well, they have the the Brett one. The, Does that make any sense to anybody? I mean, I mean, I, I kind of understand that. I mean, okay, if you're if you're going to the Michigan tailgate and it's you know I have friends that get there at five a.m. What are you going to drink? I mean, are you, are you going to drink a, you know, a bourbon barrel aged stout? You, you better not. You're not going to make it. Exactly. So a lot <laughs> of times you drink, you know, your typical Bud Light, um, Coors Light, something that's that's light. How did we start our tailgating off this year for opening day? Uh, yeah, well, we go against the grain. Yeah. We definitely go against the grain. My so main question like a, was, do you have friends other than the three of us in Studio G right now? Yeah, I was calling yeah. BS on how that story started. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think at opening day, didn't we start with a KBS or yeah, something? Yeah, I think we yeah. started. We, then we had went, we, we had no rules. <laughs> I think we might have got we, – we did a Bourbon County, too, I think, at, at opening day. So we yeah. went a little crazy, but – you know, if you're going to do an all-day drinking, you're going to do you're going to do a Coors Light to start off, and then you get to the evening, then you start to drink your your better like kind of something like we did today. Or an all day, yeah. all day IPA. Yeah, you do all day IPA. Yeah. You could do your two hearted. I understand that, but it's not like you're not hitting a heavy stout. Like yeah, I made that, you know uh, made that mistake. But what if it's a light thirteen <laughs> percent? <laughs> light thirteen percent, heavy thirteen percent. It doesn't matter. I think I think you're going to. Uh, uh, you're going to regret it if you do it too early. I made that okay, mistake this uh, past trip to Grand Rapids with my dad. We're at Founders, and I just decided I was going to drink Dirty Bastard like it was Coors Light for <laughs> five hours. Yeah, how'd that turn out? That I was don't a remember mistake. getting back to my hotel room. No. Oh, man. Oh, I never thought I'd say this, but I really miss the Zima. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. And when, and when the chick... The, when, when the, the archer drops. When the chicks, like, drop the uh, Jolly Rancher in the in the uh, yes, Zima. So I remember it, that. Yeah. And, and now you don't even need that shit. Yes. All right, so... Uh, <sighs> so much for that. <laughs> Scuba, Scuba, just, Scuba just conceded the earlier agreement. <laughs> oh, my oh, sorry. God. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry, Facebook Live. I was not supposed yes. to swear. So shall we move on that to our next happens. segment? Let's do this. This is this is the, uh, the probably one of the most exciting things that's happened to sports and stouts here. That is true. We're going to go. We're going to go with a live interview here and uh, give Jamie Sinclair a call and see uh, see what she's got to say about the sport of curling. Let's do this. All right. Hope she answers. I really hope she answers. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello? Jamie Sinclair. Yes. Hey, it is Dave at Sports and Stouts at, on the podcast. How are you? 
Good. How are you? Good, good. You are on the air currently. Like I said, my name is Dave, and awesome. Scuba, Scuba Steve is here, and Richard is here, and Loud Ryan is here, and uh, we thought we'd give you a call uh, as we, you know, as we agreed upon trying to promote uh, you and what you do and, and the sport that you play. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good, absolutely. Uh, good to be on. Yeah. So how so how are you doing tonight? First of all, let's start there. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just. Uh, training day so um it's been busy but it's been good <laughs> that's excellent um first question the first question i think that everyone probably wants to know and that i'll kind of start it off with is um so who got you into and or how did you start you know in the sport of curling right um actually my dad got me into it um he did it when he was a kid his dad did it as well so it was kind of in the family and uh, i have two older brothers um, so he kind of, uh, was excited to put them into the sport. And I'm pretty sure that once you sign two kids up for it, you get the third one free. So I just <laughs> yeah. kind of tagged along, wow. <laughs> um, spent every Sunday at the curling club with, uh, with my brothers. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of, I did that and then eventually just, uh, got into the competitive side of it and, uh, I fell in love with it. Um, mostly because I'm I'm a really competitive person, so I really like the the competitions and, and the tight games. So, well, let's let's test yeah, your let's test your competitive edge right now. Let's uh, if I give a like a quick recap of uh, you know kind of Jamie Sinclair as the curler. Let's see. Uh, let let's just kind of fact check this real quick. Um, okay. <laughs> so you're uh, American Canadian. Is that yes. is that fair to say? Okay. So you're so you're from Ontario, but uh, you currently yes. skip a team. Uh, out of Minnesota, and have a yes. membership in Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. All and right. I'm born good. in Alaska. That's awesome. So it, that must have been yeah. pretty cool. But um, kind of all over the place. Yeah, that must have been pretty cool. Growing. I mean, how how long did you uh, grow up there? In Alaska. Yeah. Um, well, my dad was on a military exchange with the U.S. Air Force, so we were actually only there for I think just over two years. Oh, that's awesome! And then they moved back to uh, back to Canada. Well, make sure you make sure you thank him for us for his service, also. For sure, for sure, yeah. Hey, Jamie, this is Rich, and uh, you know I want to let you know that how we kind of discovered you, um, Rich, uh, Scuba, and I. We were uh, watching TV uh, late one night, and we discovered Curly Night in America. And this was a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah. and and when we, we we watched you play, and we were like, wow, this is this is actually cool because you know. You know, here in Michigan, we always don't get to see those, you know, those types of sports on TV. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and and last year, we we were actually uh, Scuba and I were at a bar, and uh, you know, I told Scuba, I go, hey, I go, you know, Curly Night in America comes on at, you know, I think it was like ten o'clock or whatever. We probably want to mm-hmm. get back so we can watch, you know, watch you curl. And uh, we didn't make it back, so we told the bartender, hey, like, hey, can you turn on Curly Night in America? And we, you know, we were like. She's like, okay, so we, we we turned it on, and we probably had about three quarters of the bar just like totally into curling. So just just off, of, <laughs> no way. yeah, just just off of the the sure bet that you know we were wanting wanting to watch it, we got other people into watching it. And it was uh, I don't know if you remember the match, but it was uh, it was uh, USA versus China last year, and it went into a tiebreaker. And uh, you oh th- yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah you, that was a good one. Yeah, you threw the final shot, and. Uh, it, it was uh, absolutely amazing. 
Um, and uh, Scuba and I were high fiving with each other, and it was. Uh, we, we, we looked at each other. We go. We go. That is so cool. Yeah, we we're like, did we just get into curling? And it's also very true, though. Yeah, and, and, and we were like, totally, man. So this is. Uh, it was. It was. It was such a cool thing. So. Um, I just want to let you know that's how we got into uh, into watching the sport of curling because uh, it, it was it was all about you really and uh, and the team that you're on so um, that's yeah. why we're so excited to uh, oh, that's to really have you cool. on the so show. You guys are hooked now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're 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 totally looking forward to uh, <laughs> to this winter to watching some more Fantastic. curling night in America. Okay, so it, uh, Jamie, this yeah, is da- this sure. is Dave again. I have to ask you another question here. Um, what what yep. kind of um, you know, kind of started that uh, that that idea or that that want to 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 switch. Uh, you know, which country you were representing in the sport. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I grew up playing competitively in Canada, and I was uh, I was pretty successful, uh, pretty good junior career going. So that's kind of like twenty years and under. Um, but then uh, the director of high performance from the U.S. contacted me, and and he knew that. I was an American citizen and asked if I would be at all interested in uh, trying out for the high performance team for the state. And um, uh, I just thought that it was such uh, it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. I mean, to compete at the highest level, to be funded, um, to just be able to play in the the higher caliber events with uh, great coaches and uh, and and teammates as well. Um, Just too good of an opportunity. So I I took him up on it, tried out, uh, fortunate enough to make the team. And I've uh, been playing for three years now in, in the high-performance program. Well, I'm sure the U.S. loves having Jamie Sinclair on their team because, uh, you know, clearly you are um, probably one of the, if not one of the best, the best uh, that the sport has right now, you know, in uh, – uh, I hope so. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, hope they're happy to have me. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. So <laughs> – Tell me, what, what does it feel like to uh, kind of put, uh, you know, Jamie Sinclair and the word Olympian, like, kind of in the same sentence? Because, you know, we, we know that's what you're shooting for, and uh, and we know that's why you're, yeah. you've been working so hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little guilty every time I do it, <laughs> um, just because I don't want to, like, jinx myself or anything. Um because uh, the team's not going to be decided until November of uh, 2017. Um, but uh, I get little, I don't know, like butterflies in my stomach whenever I'm talking about the Olympics or the trials or just being an Olympic hopeful. It uh, It's such an unreal feeling, and I can only imagine what it would feel like if, uh, if we did qualify for the Olympics and to become an actual Olympian. Just, I don't even have words to try to describe it <laughs> yeah that that's something that guy i probably you know average guys like the, us they're doing a, a podcast about sports because clearly we have not reached the pinnacle like you have could really <laughs> dream about so um, so so leading up to this now so you you know you you've been on national teams and you've been on junior teams and you're training you know to be mm-hmm. an olympian um what what take us through a routine you know like how do you because i mean clearly okay so you're not you know it's not your it's not your typical your football your soccer your baseball your right. basketball um how do how does one yeah. how does one train and i'm sure it's every bit as, as rigorous but but I mean, specifically, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, how do you get in shape or how do you stay in shape for that? Yeah, well, um, we have a we have a pretty solid routine. Um, we have a, a fitness trainer that works with the national team program and uh, he's designed uh, fitness regiments for us that we follow. So we do that. Um, it's 
probably four days a week. Um, and then we have our sports psychologist that lives uh, in the cities here. So we, we meet with her um, either in person or like via Skype all the time, always uh, talking to her. And um, the thing about curling is that there are only four people on a team. Um, so it's quite small. So we actually um, end up doing a lot of stuff together and a lot of stuff individually. We'll play in a league once a week um, as a team to try to work on our team systems um, and just get those extra games in. And uh, a lot of our practices are actually done individually. Um, a lot of the girls on my team, they have part-time jobs um, that they're trying to deal with as well and work into their schedule. So a typical like training day for me, um, since I'm a full-time uh, curler, is like practice in the morning for uh, an hour and a half by myself. And then um, I'll go to the gym, uh, do my workout, and then grab some lunch and then go back out on the ice for another hour and a bit um, just to work on some technical stuff. And then um, I'll go home in the evening and just relax, probably read a sports psychology book or uh, watch some game tape um, or chat with my sports psychologist. So it uh, it definitely can take up pretty much all your time if you let it. <laughs> well, so but as long as it's a hobby and as long as it's what you love doing, there's, uh, that's all that matters. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. If you love what you do, you well, yeah, got to exactly. do it. Yeah. You're, you're talking all about course, the, yeah. the, the relaxation part, and that brings us to a very, very important question, and you just have to bear with me on mm-hmm. this. You, so okay. you know you're on a show that primarily covers sports, but, you, but we also yeah. do love our craft beer, and we like to do a beer of the week and review it and talk about it. So, Ooh, okay. So when, when Jamie Sinclair sits down to have a drink, what does Jamie Sinclair <laughs> drink? Um, okay, that's a good question because every time I go to the – not that I go very often, but when I do go to the bars here, um, I don't recognize any of the beers because, I, like, they're – especially Minnesota so big on their craft brews, so – um, everything's, it's always different every time, but, um, I have, uh, I like Surly and, um, what is it called? Blue Moon? Oh I yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blue Moon. Go to. Blue Moon's a, yeah. Blue Moon's it's good a solid in the summer. Beer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a summer beer. You get a little, uh, they put a little yeah. orange in it and makes you yeah. feel like it's, uh, you know. It's you're you're on a beach or something, so uh, it's it's uh, yeah. That is definitely <laughs> little, one of uh, a little mini vacation. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I tell you what, that is definitely a very popular beer here in Michigan, and uh, you know we have uh, oh, nice. we've definitely enjoyed those types of beers as well. But um, we know that you know you 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 have a YouTube channel and it's called Curl Up with Jamie. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us uh, and our listeners more about your YouTube channel. Yeah, well. Um it's actually kind of a cool story. It started as a, as a university project for um, my marketing class. I had, I had to do something to, to reach an audience basically. So I uh, started a YouTube channel and it, uh, it's basically just offering tips and tricks on, on how to improve your curling skills um, to kind of give people an idea of what curling is. Um, And then I also post some blogs um, to kind of, give my fans a little inside look as to what it's like to be um, on the national team program and uh, to be chasing my Olympic dreams. So um, yeah, it was just a, it was a university project, but it kind of took off. I got some good feedback, so I decided to keep it going and uh, it's been pretty successful thus far. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But if, uh, if any of you guys want to <laughs> improve your curling skills or 
um, or start out, that's a good place to get some information for sure. Well, that's awesome. I think I think what we'll do when uh, when we get done uh, getting the show, uh, you know, basically finalized and uploaded onto uh, our website, we'll see if we can maybe get a link to that for you and get some uh, maybe some promotion. For sure, for yeah. You. Um, so that would be great. Besides besides you being a professional at the at the sport that you love and that you play, um, how else do you spend your time? Do you mm-hmm. play any other sports or have any hobbies that you kind of that you kind of do on the side? Yeah. Um, well. The the winter months are pretty much full <laughs> with curling, but uh, in the in the summer months, I would say that I spend a lot of my time um, both traveling and like ha- hiking and camping, just trying to be outside and and taking up as much nature as I can. And uh, if the weather's not great, then I'll spend my time inside uh, doing some woodworking projects and building furniture for uh, mostly for my mom. Uh, okay, there's something you heard it here first. There is something we did not know. <laughs> yeah, we did not know that you were into woodworking at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's that's... a it's a fun hobby. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, that's that's amazing. That's totally cool. That's totally cool. It's uh, it's yeah. totally unexpected. We did not know that. Um, well traveled. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Hey, so uh, Jamie, yeah. tell us uh, uh, some of your upcoming events. Uh, we know you're on a little uh, hiatus right here for uh, a couple of weeks, but uh, and uh, mm-hmm. also t- uh, tell our uh, listeners how how we can watch you because I know you just uh, uh, tweeted out uh, a few days ago mm-hmm. about how we can watch your events now. Yeah, um, so we're uh, we're on a little bit of a break now between events. Uh, we have two weeks off, but next weekend we're playing in the St. Paul Cash Spiel. Uh, that's here in Minnesota. And then after that, we're uh, heading on the road on tour for two weeks. We're playing two back-to-back events in Manitoba, Canada. Um, but, yeah, so we just signed on with TESN. It's 12th and Sports Network. And uh, they are helping us out with our marketing kind of. So we're, we're actually going to be able to live stream all of our games to our fans. So that's going to be pretty sweet. We, uh, we have a page on the TESN uh, website for uh, Team Sinclair, and um, it's through YouTube, but um, it's easy to get to if you just uh, go to the links through that website. Yeah, if you want to send us any of those yeah, links, so feel free. We'll, we'll put them up on can, our website. Can follow along. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll totally if if you if you want to send us any of those links, we would be happy to put them up on the website for uh, anyone in this area that uh, that listens or watches us that would like to um, also follow those. Yes, you know, links. I can do that for sure. Yes. So, well, listen, Jamie, you are awesome. You are, like I said, the the ultimate professional in your sport, and we wish you all the best of luck, uh, Jamie Sinclair, the American Canadian curler. Who is uh, currently? Thank you on, so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And you're—I know you're currently on break, and you're going to get back at it. And it's so awesome that you took so much time with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. And, and good luck with everything. And uh, thank you so much. No, thank you. It was my pleasure. Yep. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Jamie Sinclair, the uh, the that was awesome. Yeah, the the Canadian American curler uh, curls for uh, the, the you know the U.S. team and uh, training to be the Olympian. And uh, I mean, how cool is she, dude? That was real cool. That was real cool that she took some time out to uh, spend some time with us, man. Totally. Dude, I can't take you. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Because I just am. I'm just wearing sunglasses at night. Let me tell you, there's lightning in the background. Dude, I totally I totally thought it would it would curb the nervousness that I was having. 
and it totally did not. I looked at Ryan when at the show. I guess like, like, damn. I'm like, just your days as cool as a cat, and I'm just sitting here just like shaking like Don Knotts in a windstorm. There you go. Why do you think Scoob and I just didn't talk? That's all right. Let you guys um, run with that one. Okay. Uh, no, that was fun, dude. That, that, was, that was real fun. Thank that, you, that Jamie, was, so much. It was blast. awesome. Yep. Yeah, she was an awesome guest. Yep. So, um, listen. So, from something like that to um, we have to we have to switch gears because this is this is really big news, uh, and um, we don't want to talk about it. But we, after all, we do cover the you know the wide world of sports. So, um, the game of uh, baseball and the game of uh, golf have lost. Two very important figures, one rising star and one larger-than-life, uh, lifelong star. Um, Jose Fernandez of the Marlins uh, tragically passed away far too young in a boating accident. And uh, Arnold Palmer, uh, from what I understand, passed away of uh, natural causes. Uh, you know, uh, He had a very good long life, but uh, a lot of people thought that Arnold could live forever. So we'll take a couple minutes and kind of... Talk about those two and give them the respect they deserve. You know, it, as and, and I remember when this happened last Sunday with uh, Jose Fernandez, and I was, you know, I was actually on the way to go get Taco Bell breakfast, and uh, um, that's completely I, irrelevant. It, it is a, it, no, no, it's it's not irrelevant because and also, of course, you were. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? But no, it's not irrelevant because of this. Because I, I actually pulled the car over. When when um, I heard this on the radio and I, I just started to look at, at at Twitter and it just the feed, you know, right around it was like it was like right around nine o'clock started to really come in about Jose Fernandez and and, and unbelievably, um, you know, someone I've never met and someone that, um, you know, I'm a person who loves the game of baseball, as, as we all do here. And, and I never thought something like that would affect me. And it was it was something that really kind of kind of kind of hit me high kind of hard. It was it was weird, you know, especially for someone that I didn't know. So as I sat there and I was I was kind of like you know I was sending texts to you guys and trying to read Twitter and you know try to figure out what's going on. But it was like you know the guy was twenty four years old. Yeah. I mean he had his whole life in front of him. I mean and it obviously was going to be the best pitcher that the Marlins have ever had. And uh, p- possibly one of the best pitchers of all time, uh, you know, and, and the, the, the thing that bugs me about something and someone who is as talented as he is, is we'll never know. We'll yeah. never know his potential. I mean, you know, you're, you're 22, 23, 24 years old, you know, c- kind of like a Michael Fulmer, uh, you know, and even Justin Verlander when he was that age. Just learning how to be a big leaguer. Well, you know, you know what's most important that you hear when the stories come out is uh, the story of how he, um, how he treated the players, how he treated the teammates, how he treated the fans. Uh, he and and the story, and I'm going to go ahead and tell it only because it really touched me. Um, he tried to defect. I think he didn't. I think it didn't actually work until the third, third or fourth yeah. time. Third yeah. or fourth time, yeah. And um, on his way, um, you know, here. Uh, and it was still when he was like what, like he was, fourteen? Yeah, fourteen or 13, fifteen. Yeah. Fourteen when yeah. he first tried. On his final and, and most successful attempt to defect, I'm 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 hearing that when they talk about the stories that um, his mom, I guess, fell overboard. And he actually had to jump in and save her life, and uh, you know it, it's. I mean, that's the kind of you know that's the kind of guy. Yeah, I, I guess they, they the stories keep coming out that he, you know, never never thought about just himself. He he, he never you know I mean, he's 
he just took care of business and and but did it. He, he kind of played with that same spirit that like Miggy has, where yeah. it's, it's uh, fun loving. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in your twenties, but you're still playing like you're playing t-ball because you're just having fun and and running around like a kid. So I read a story earlier today. Uh, it was during BP. There were you know during BP you get a group of fans that uh, hang around towards the back of the cage, whatever. Uh, there was a like a seven-year-old Cuban kid standing there, and he was over, you know, shaking hands, thanking fans, and this kid's just lost his mind and just started crying. And Fernandez walked up to him, and the kid handed him a pen, and Fernandez handed him, I believe it was his glove, and asked the kid for his autograph. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. See, you know who you know who Jose Fernandez reminds me of. I mean, the, the way he played the game, as much as he enjoyed the game, is Miguel Cabrera. That's a, yeah. That was you know, already said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was listening. <laughs> Who said that? I did. Dave. Ah, damn it. Yeah, you were too busy. Yeah, yeah I was too busy, like, watching the game. Sorry, but, yeah, no, but t- seriously. R- Rich has this, like, uh, moving thing going well, on. Sometimes. Cabrera's out there. Cabrera's like a big kid. Yeah, he's, he like, having fun. And you, you, you know what it reminded me of? I, I saw this little uh, I, I saw this little video of uh, Troy Tulowitzki when he played for Colorado. He hit a screamer right back to Fernandez. And Fernandez just, like, what? And got it. Oh yeah, and then yeah. and and to he looked at looks him and goes, "Did, did you, you just catch that?" Yeah. And, he, and and Fernandez just <laughs> smiles back, goes, "Yeah." So th- that's that was the joy of watching Jose Fernandez. And you know, I, I remember when 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 we found out that we were opening with Miami this year, I was like, "I'm like son of a bitch, how great is opening day going to be?" Jose Fernandez versus Justin Verlander. Yeah. I mean, you have the old lion versus the young lion, well, and what's going to happen? And then he his, his star got pushed back a day. Not only that, but for the last six, seven years, I always watched who Miami drafted, so I knew who the Tigers were going to trade for. That's serious. And when they got Fernandez and they were starting to work towards the end of that rookie contract, I'm going, damn, him and Verlander. That's going to be nice. Him, Verlander, and Fulmer. Well, unfortunately, that you was... You probably have to give one of them up. Unfortunately, that was something we never got to see come to fruition. Um, as far as Arnold Palmer goes, that guy was the guy that brought golf to, to people that weren't in country clubs. He's yeah. the guy that made sure that people like us four can golf. And, and I can tell you this. This guy next to me should never golf. It's not <laughs> a good never, idea. If you have ever seen scuba golf, holy shit. After you about never a 25-minute conversation with Dave earlier, I think nobody in this garage should golf but him. But Arnold Palmer Stop. was. Yeah, pretty Arnold, much. Arnold Palmer was the, he was the, the guy that, he was just a middle-class kid. Grabbed a set of clubs, yeah. could hit a ball straight. Well, he, he bridged the gap between the. The country club softies the, and the, the common the, man. Yeah, the, the country club, you know. I got a, a ton of money and I golf because I can. And the guy who said, you know what, there's there's a future for me in, in, in golfing. I, I heard a story. Um, Arnold Palmer's entire, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? His branding. Yeah, his whole mission. Yeah, Came out of a failed contract signing for a $25,000 life insurance policy. Well, don't don't forget too though that he single handedly had the idea to 
uh, create and and start the golf channel. Yeah, um, but with 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 what had happened was I don't remember what club sponsor he had. I don't know if it was Callaway or Tuglas, whatever. But they came to him with a contract, and all he wanted was them to include a twenty five thousand dollar life insurance policy. So that if anything happened, his wife and kids would be taken care of. They said no. Just he told them that was back then. Yeah, that was a lot of money. He told them basically fuck off, and he walked away. And he started IMG. There you go. And the rest is history. Yeah. Now he's got his faces on cans of Arizona iced tea, and everybody knows who. But every my daughter, who has held a club maybe five times in her life. Knows who Arnold Palmer is. Well, that's that's yeah, the, that's, that's the that's secret the thing, of what they, you know. That's that's the secret of what he did. That um, I was watching the Ryder Cup today, which is currently going on. Uh, oh, you know, over at the um, in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, and uh, they. Um, did you say Minnesota? Sure did. That's eh? how they say it. <laughs> yep, um, they are basically so, Canadian. So they were interviewing the players, uh, you know, pre-match just to see what they had to say because. You know, all of the events leading up to the Ryder Cup and, and the Ryder Cup itself, um, everyone's got a heavy heart right now because of the Arnold, you know, the Arnold Palmer thing. But they um, all of them just they didn't talk about his golf. No, they talked about him as a person. And that's that's what that's what uh, I think sports needs to get back to. That's what the world needs to get back. Yeah. To. And, and celebrate his life because Arnold Palmer did. He did it the right way. Every, everything he did was the right way. You know, yeah. it was never. Well, when did you ever hear Arnold Palmer in some like scandal or or whatever's going? On? He Tiger did things. Woods. He did things the right way, and and Sorry. and that's what and that's why that's why we're no, celebrating it's... his life. I mean, yep. eighty seven years, dude. I hope I hope I lived a fifty seven years, let alone eighty seven years. I mean, he's here. Here, you know, he lived You're his life to thirty seven years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I mean it, that is that is next year for me. I mean, uh, so hopefully, hopefully, I make that too. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's, Arnold Palmer was a different person. You know, he came from a different era, and he, you know, well, he bucked the norm. That was the whole thing. At that exactly point what he in time, is. Everybody yeah. that played golf were just rich kids. Yeah, and he so was he just was this this middle class guy, and he found out he could hit a did golf you get, ball. Did you guys see? Now this is. I know this is just probably just, you know, a situation of timing, but did you see that they had a his his original golf course in Latrobe? Mm-hmm. He had asked that that his body was cremated and that a plane would fly over and drop the ashes on the golf course. Okay. And when they did, and this is no crap, you can look up you can look up the picture on the internet. When they did, it was a completely cloudy day. The sun broke for like 30 seconds as a plane flew over and dropped them and a giant rainbow took over the whole golf course. No joke at that exact moment. That's, that's Arnold Palmer. That is, I, I I thought people were joking and then I saw a video clip of it, of the plane and the sky. And then there's pictures of it. Look it up. It'll, it'll blow your mind. And, but that's, you know, you'd like to think that he was there. So, uh, God bless his soul. God bless, uh, Jose Fernandez's soul. And we're going to miss, uh, both of them from, uh, the world of sports also, because before you jump into the next one, the kid that played corner at Michigan state. Oh, uh, Mylon uh, Hicks. Yeah. 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 He was, he was shot. Another, another one that, that, yeah, that died too early. Yep. That was, a, it was a last weekend was not a great weekend. No, yeah. it, it wasn't a great weekend. For, you know what? Let's, let, let's have a toast for them. You know? Yep. Hey, one time for those that are gone. 
Okay, so let's let's switch gears into something on the little bit lighter side of sports. Um, every once in a while, there's a little bit of liquid courage going on in the stands. You know, no, <laughs> news, not not in baseball. Newsflash: fans come and drink. Um, I, I, I have fan, no idea what you're talking about. A fan with some liquid courage runs onto the field. I guess it was two. I don't. And, I guess there was. Well, like, was was the one Buster Posey and yeah? Angel no, Pagan? no. The one the one Buster Posey hit was the same one. It's that Pagan. Well, pri- primarily, well, primarily we'll, we'll get the, into that. Primarily the the one fan. I, well, that apparently, was, uh, is a male and a female, but yeah. the the female was I think. Escorted off. Primarily, the 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 one fan that that is getting the most rec- recognition at the moment is the one that was body slammed by Pagan in the outfield. He kind of ran. He kind of ran up to him like, "Oh, hey, man, check this out!" And Pagan's like, "Oh, yeah, cool. Here, you're on the ground." Okay, really I, quick question about that was about the, fans running on the field. Up until Hank Aaron hit that home run, and those two jackasses jumped out of the stands and rounded the bases with him, is. Does anybody know if there's ever another recorded incident of some hopped up yes. asshole jumping on the field? Yes. The one that happened at Tiger Stadium with uh during the it was it was during wartime, someone ran out there with a flag and tried to burn the flag on the field. Oh I'm sure oh, he probably oh, yeah, got his no, no, yeah, that's I remember was that. that. I remember that. Was that against yeah. the White Sox? Was yes, it, I, yes. Is somebody Yeah. Yep, and the uh the, the player actually went out there. And snatched the, up the flag. Snatched up the flag, yeah. sa- put it out, saved it from burning any further, and then slammed the dude. L- listen, anybody who goes out onto the field, you deserve exactly what you get. Oh, the, the, the Monday night football game, the first Monday night of the season. We've talked about this before. When that guy got on the field and uh, was it Kestisher? Yeah. Called yeah, it yeah, the whole time. If you, run, if you run out on the field during a football you game, oh, you, you are you know just asking to get hurt. But that was the only time it I've ever it, seen a fan run on a field during a football game and no football player ever touched him. Listen, well, you, you deserve everything you well, get. Did you, did you, <laughs> that's the plain and simple fact. So during that. this one, you know, Vince Scully was there. Vince Scully called it. Did you hear it? Oh, he did? Yeah. Was he in the middle of a story? You know, I'm I'm I like Vince Scully, but everybody just gives him so much credit for being the voice of baseball. If he was not an umpire, a couple of kids trying to steal the moment. The storm team's rolling; we're not going anywhere. Running on the field. Was that outside? It was. I thought that was the damn video. They've got one of them in right field, and the other one is nailed down by Pagan in left field. Oh. And the crowd loved that. He went up to do something with Angel Pagan. So this guy went to hand Angel Pagan a flower. To the ground, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Angel Pagan reached. Uh, Pagan, did really I just say Pagan? Yes, yes. Angel Pagan. 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 He, he reached he, out. He turned into a nut. As, acting like he was going to grab the flower. And then he just reached around and just body slammed the guy. Well, that's going to happen when you do some stupid like that. Oh, you know what? That's just stupid shit. Hey, you know what we need to get to did you? Did you see the video? I saw the video. Yeah, I saw him get I slammed. Mean, it wasn't that yeah. bad of a slam. He could have he went harder, but yeah, I'm not I, sure. Yeah, 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 you could. Hey, let's get into some Tiger talk All because right. I want to talk about the Tigers. We're losing 2-1 to one right now uh, against the Atlanta Braves, which is uh, absolute uh, bullshit. And uh, we had to close up the garage because uh, apparently there's a storm brewing uh, – in the uh, background, and uh, we don't want uh, our Facebook fans not to be able to see us or hear us. But um, let's do a little recap of the week because, you know, 
last Saturday, as we, as, you know, right before we decided to go on the air, um, you know, Francisco Rodriguez decided to give up five runs in the ninth inning. It's it's only five, you know, and you know, shit. Did he pick the worst time to blow a save? But you know, we come back and we, and we get into the week, and then we put on the mound Buck Farmer. That was the best that we could do against Cleveland. Is put Buck Farmer out there? I have a problem with that. I mean, is it a lack of that we have no one else to put out there, or is it just that we, you know, the days and the, the schedule, the rotation is so messed up? But well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Brad Osmus went to Princeton. No, no, he went to Dartmouth. Whatever. Dartmouth, yeah. Apparently, he's really smart, but he's not. Can't really. figure out a goddamn bullpen. Can't work. Hey, a are you staff. are you Captain Cuss a lot tonight? What the hell's happening? I like that. I like that because it's not me. <laughs> because, <laughs> because the way Osmus handles his pitching staff is. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Effing stupid. Thank you. Oh, it's fucking stupid. He, I, I get okay, it. Let's, guys, he, it, it, no, hold on. Let me, just, let, me, let me rewind back to about a month and a half ago when they're talking about we, we got to watch Fulmer's pitch count. We got to watch Fulmer's pitch count. We're up, what, seven, eight, nothing in Texas? So go ahead and let him throw a complete game. Why waste him then and then limit him now? He has not been the same since that start. He continuously tries to let guys work things out like Shane Green in important innings. Who doesn't need to work that stuff and out? And he's right screwing let's, let's, the team over. Okay, so let me let me do this. Let's continuously try for the rest of this show. Not to swear? Yes. Not going to happen. Let's do it, though. Because we've had such a fantastic run so far. Let's keep it going. So All I'm saying is Osmus couldn't manage his way out of a wet paper bag when it comes to a bullpen or a pitching staff in general. Well, you know how I feel about the guy. I, and, and he would I don't think like being him. a catcher, he would have a little better sense for it, but he just seems clueless. Hmm. Clueless or, or, or numb? Stubborn. Yeah. Because he's also the guy that let Rondone go through a 1-2-3 inning with six pitches and then didn't bring him back out again. And he's just set. He's setting his ways. He's like, look, this is what's going to happen. This goes here. This is the. He, well, I'm setting my he, ways too, and I'm done with the guy. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, we were all done with the guy. We're last all done with the guy last year. But I mean, you can't just go out and go, hey, this guy, this guy, this guy is going to go in the bullpen when this guy can't pitch anymore. You know, that would be like him going, okay, my first guy that's going to come in and bat off the bench is going to be Salta Lamakia. Just saying. And then he has, glazed, been, he has been big in clutch situations. But okay, okay, but then he's got show hair too. <laughs> My point is you he plugs in the wrong guys at the wrong time and he sticks to it because it apparently he has a script written out for every game. Well, you that, know that, that's here, what I'm well, saying. He has that script saying that I'm gonna pitch this guy, this guy, and this guy, and this is the way it's gonna go. There's no in betweens it. it that's well, what it just seems like. Here's something that's a script that writes itself, okay? And the fact of the matter is, Castellanos is back. That's a no-brainer. You put him in the lineup, he's... We're definitely better. Yes. We are think Casey McKee better. ready? Oh, my God. <laughs> Rich, reach over and unplug his mic. <laughs> no, I, I will not do... I'm just saying. He is larger than ready. me, and I'm not going to do that. But that's, he does the same maddening things that Leland used to do. Leland it worked for. Osmus, not so much. 
Leland well, did that, but after some time, it it almost seemed like it made some sort of sense, not complete sense, because I know Leland did some whoa, things. Oh, it's still but, rolling there. Yeah, oh, yeah. You see, here's, <laughs> if you heard that rolling thunder in the background, that is not scuba on uh, the computer. That is real thunder. Or Garth Brooks. <laughs> the thunder or Marshall rolls. football. There you have it. Oh, my God. And the thunder rolls. Hey, we got, we got some more baseball news, by the way. Hey, how about... Um, the case for Justin Verlander to be Cy Young Award winner. Now, you're talking um, 220 and uh, two-thirds innings pitch, second in the AL. Uh, opposition's uh, average is 206. His whip, 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 whip. is 1.0 second, uh, only to uh, uh, Rick Porcello, who is like 0.99 or 0.98. Somewhere. Whatever. It's right there. Uh his hits per nine innings is 6.73, 6. Uh, which is uh, leading the AL. Strikeouts, 246 strikeouts. For like the 900th straight year. And quality <laughs> starts is 26. It's a hell of a career. Now, you, now we, we could probably say that, you know, Justin Verlander is going to hit 250 strikeouts this year because he he's going to pitch on Sunday. But how can you not make this guy... Oh, Cy Young Award winner. He's definitely on the short list. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it's. I mean, you have Kluber, you have Rick Porcello. I'm pretty sure, Justin like Verlander. back in show four, I said Verlander was going to win the Cy Young. The guy is, he's, he's back. This Miguel must, Cabrera must see said JV. It. Miguel Cabrera said it last year during the All Star break. That core surgery takes a year and a half out of you. It's been, you saw what he did at the end of last season. Everybody goes, oh, oh, he's just, he's just you know, pitching against shitty competition. He's dominating again. And you know what? I hope he doesn't pitch on Sunday or Monday because I need him on Tuesday. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. that I don't think there's anyone else you'd rather have the ball on Tuesday. Right now in Major League Baseball today, who do you want to start a game as your pitcher in I, all of Major League Baseball, Justin Verlander. I, I know, I know it's not like it's not. I know it's not like in football when you decleat someone. I know it's not like in basketball when you dunk on someone. It's not that you know that style of intimidation. But is there anything more intimidating than the scowl that he takes the field with when he's when it's his day to have the well, ball? Well, then the fact that he's wearing a pair of pants that are three sizes too no, small. No, no, no. I'm being serious. <laughs> but do you notice ever since he's he went to the high socks, he's been like lights. No, but out. I'm, I'm being I'm being serious. That guy. Oh, when like, it's, when it, when he's it's, possessed by a demon when he's on the mound. They interviewed him after his last start and said, "Hey, Justin, you know you guys are down a game and a half, and you got five games left. Was this playoff intensity?" And he looked at the interview. It was Jeff Rieger, oh, and he it. said, "No." He goes, playoffs or playoffs? He's like, this was close, playoffs. but it was nowhere near playoffs. And I know his first two seasons in the major leagues, he was garbage in the playoffs. But since then, how many one hit like four teams in a row? Oh, yeah. And uh, Oakland's been a victim that most dude of the time. Is, um, Oakland and Boston, who I think at this point will match up with. So I want him. Honestly, we need this to turn out better on this side and. Baltimore to lose a couple and then Verlander can sit and you can and then you know what on that last game of the season that's when Shane Green can work some things out when he's <laughs> not worth anything yeah, yeah oh. good point well here's the the thing I find about the Cy Young voting is 
So Verlander and Rick Porcello have almost, they have damn near the exact same stats. What's their Verlander, war? That's, this is where I'm going at. <laughs> Verlander, Verlander's strikeouts are just, it, it blows everyone away. And Verlander is better than Porcello in quite a bit more categories. But I just feel like everybody that's doing the voting... Want that war. No, it's it's not even that. They they, they just think that sexy stat is that win-loss for some reason. Win-losses doesn't mean anything. And I don't King know why. Felix won the Cy Young, I think, with a 500 record or just over 500 record his second year. And it's also, I think they have that beginning of the year stuck in their head with Verlander. How <laughs> well, You know, it's another thing with the sabermetrics since I brought it up. I, I look at that as, you know, we've all gone off of, we all grew up with the same stats. You got, you got your wins, you got your BA, you got everything. How do they make these numbers up? The year Cabrera won the Triple Crown, his war was one, which meant if you brought a minor league third baseman in, you would have only lost one more game than the Tigers did with Miguel Cabrera. You know, it actually depends who's calculating the war, yeah, too. If because they don't different, make these numbers up, they have different, nothing to talk about. Different websites, different agencies or whatever have different different ways of calculating the war, which is why, weird. Again, it's like that uh, new math they have now. It's just why, why change the way things have been done for 100 years? It's, I think when I, I looked it up, all the, uh, the top five pitchers in the Cy Young voting were all between 5-2 and 4-9 in war. They were all right at that exact spot. Most of them were at 4-9, and I think somebody, I think uh, somebody, Kluber was might, might have been at 5-2. Who cares about war? Exactly. I, I don't, I don't. I, What's I, it good for? I, I, <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> that is a great way to end that segment. Hey, I was right there. If you were going to do it, I was going to do it. How about Tim uh, Tebow God, uh, making oh, the news again? Uh, not only selling out shirts for the New York Mets, but first pitch, first at bat in the instructional league, he goes Apotaco yard, <laughs> and you would have thought that Twitter exploded with like really good news. I mean, I probably had to have seen. I probably had saw saw twenty five tweets about Tebow going going yard yeah. in the instructional league. And the Thunder Rose. I mean, it was. Rose. I mean, he. I mean, he had six at bats, that which is really odd. He had six at bats in the instructional league. He uh, did did ground into a double play, but um, no better way to start off your professional career in baseball after being in football for so long and then going Apo Taco. Yeah, well, that's just. But, I mean, uh, he probably hit it off of some nobody, but I mean, yeah, he still I mean, you still hey, hit a home run. Hey. That was 78 miles an hour. That was the fastest I could throw a ball. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Tim no, Tebow. I, you know what? Tim Tebow is going to make, is going to be a non-roster invitee. Oh, definitely. And it is completely because he, Look, it's going to bring in money. I don't. I know you didn't mean this to turn into this. Tim Tebow is obviously an athlete. I don't have an issue with Tim Tebow, the athlete. Woo-hoo. Oh, I have an issue with Tim Tebow, the hype. Like I yeah. have an issue with Notre Dame, the hype. Wish Jimmy. everybody might look at me and go, ha funny, you're a Michigan fan. 
But still, I mean, it's just the, the hype behind Tim Tebow was just so yeah. disgusting. Well, you know, it, something that, that's not disgusting, this is a no-brainer. Uh, in the most unshocking news in baseball, uh, Theo Epstein gets a uh, five-year deal just shy of $50 million as an extension for the me? Cubs. Um, who didn't see that coming? I mean, this is a no-brainer. I mean, is, is, I, that's going to be close to right. I mean... T- almost ten million dollars a year for a GM. Well, look, but look I'll how tell you quickly this. he made a difference in the I'll tell city. Tell you this: well, you I would pay ten million dollars for him. Thank you. You, you personally? No. Well, I mean, if I, was I were like, damn, what are the public schools paying these days? I mean, if I were Mike Illich, no, I would do that. It's. Uh, it's like with the Astros in Kansas City. You pick at the bottom long enough, you're gonna jump up. Yeah, well, I, I mean, granted, he is responsible for Chris Bryant, it, but who it's, is it's, by far it's just the an, most. It, ex- it's a no-brainer. Yeah, well, ten ten million. I mean, really? Yeah, that's just that's ridiculous. Is it? It is. Is it to have? Because because if you don't give him what he wants, what happens? I, the, Some the, other the, the idiot's going to give it to him. The brain trust of your team is gone. Well, he was the okay. brain trust in Boston. They L- seem to L- be doing okay without him. Okay, but listen. Without him, think about the, what they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have Chris Bryant. Well, he was the, a, a okay. can't-miss pick. They wouldn't have Joe Madden, the guy who lead the, the, the general who leads them into battle Joe every Madden war. Joe Madden said the only team was going to... Manage uh, after that was Chicago, I'm, but I'm just, but I'm just saying. It, the, but if you give, if you give people a reason not to come to the team, in picking a bad GM, then you give them a reason not to win. All right, how many GMs have the New England Patriots been through? Uh, none. One. I believe it's three since Bill. Had, no, it should just be Kraft, shouldn't it be? No, Kraft's the owner. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm I thinking. think since Belichick's been there, there's been three different GMs. Okay, I was just, just talking about and, the Cubs. And at that point, you got to, but it's, it's you look at, you, you, winning produces winning. Right, but. I'm a big fan of that, and what where get, where has Epstein gone that he hasn't won? He's only been in two places, and he walked into a place that had like nine number one picks. So, so what you're saying, you just don't like the guy? No, I, I I think of Theo Epstein like I think of Phil he's Jackson. A beast. He's a beast. If he was here and we were paying him that kind of money and he, he built that kind of team here. He wouldn't come here because he doesn't have a plethora of number one picks. Mm. Like Phil Jackson would have never coached the Nets because they didn't have Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, or Shaq and Kobe. I'm I'm just saying the guy, I, I think the guy, he makes smart moves. And, he does. And so did Dave Dombrowski. He got fired the day after he got us Mark Fulmer. Look at look at what Dombrowski was a hell of a GM, horrible drafter, great trader, kind of like Joe Dumars was. Wow, Joe Dumars reference. All right, yeah, well, he was a <laughs> drafter. Yeah. Hey, let's let's move into Lions talk, Rich. All right, hey, you know uh, I not you. <laughs> we, we, we have to. Yeah, you have no choice but to talk about those Detroit Lions now. I will tell you this, that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my friend Ryan, who was actually in town for my birthday. Hashtag real friends are here for birthdays. I was here, too. Um, and uh, we went to the game. And, you know, the, the, like I said, like I told you last week, the, uh, the 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 Kool-Aid is in the cupboard. And I thought, you know what? Hey, we go two and no, I'm going to open, open up that door. But uh, that didn't happen. And then uh, we decided to walk into Green Bay with uh, a lot of people pissing off Aaron Rodgers, saying that um, what the hell's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? And we go into halftime and we're down 31 to three. Uh, we have no Ziggy Ansah. 
We have no DeAndre Levy. Uh, and uh, we totally take a big, fat crap in Lambeau Field. And, uh, you know, I will give credit to the offense because, you know, we did fight back. You know, I will give credit to uh, Matthew Stafford that, you know, he came back. The problem with giving credit to him is is, 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 is that he... He always does it. That was graceful. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we had to stop the rain. We had to stop the rain. The, he always does it when it doesn't matter. Okay. It, I'm going it, it, to take a, no, I'm taking offense to that. Because of all active quarterbacks in the NFL, Matt Stafford leads the league in comeback wins. Okay. I now, to, I'll okay, give that to you. Okay, granted, yeah, the team he plays for, but still the man does it every time he gets a chance. Against Green Bay, the defense couldn't stop a damn thing. They needed the ball back one more time, and the Lions would have won that game. The defense couldn't stop them. Uh, again, granted that Aaron Rodgers' nine-yard run for a first down, there was a giant hold, and the guy got pulled down for it, but you know, that's, a, that's a home team call in a home team stadium. Yeah, you're not going to get that call in Lambeau. My, my, my whole assertion still is... After they lose to Chicago tomorrow, Jim Caldwell will be fired. The Lions will still make the playoffs. I called that before the season started. That's a bold statement. That is very bold. But you know what? You want to play back the tape because I said one and three Caldwell fired and we're still making the playoffs. We don't have the tape. We lost it. No, you know what? I, you know, it, it just it, pisses me off when people go and they're like, "Oh, Stafford's not that good." Stafford, yeah, I think Stafford's Stafford, Stafford's Stafford, decent. Stafford. I just, I just don't think he does it when he needs to do it. He needed to do that in the first half. We needed something in the first half. We needed more out of him in the first half, and he could not provide. Do you it. recall the game that you and I were at on your birthday? Hashtag real friends are here for birthdays. <laughs> If you don't know what there we're were, talking about, that means nine, Scuba was not here. There were nine drops that game. But Marisol, nine it's okay. drops. The receivers dropped nine balls on top of 17 penalties. Yeah. What's the guy supposed to do? Exactly. I got you. I, the, I got you. I got you. Anybody that has ever played football or watched football knows you touch the ball, you catch it. We saw that in the Michigan game when, he, when Jordan Lewis went up. Offhand, grabbed it, brought it in. Odell Beckham can touch a ball with his finger, and he catches it. So my question to you, l- let me ask you this. Is it a must game for the Lions? Must win game for the Lions? Or is it a must win game for Jim Caldwell? Right now job? it's a must lose game for the Lions, so Caldwell will be the hell out of here. You know, he is awfully boring in uh, when he does his uh, interviews. He might be actually more boring than Jim Harbaugh. Let's check the report. Check the report. I'm all about it. But so Lions, uh, they're in at Soldier Field this uh, Sunday uh, against Chicago. No Jeremy uh, Langford. No uh, uh, Jay no Cutler. <laughs> you know, so uh, no Levy. <laughs> yeah, no John. And and who knows if DeAndre Levy? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jay up just went deep. Jay up went deep. Thank you, Jay up. All right, we're down three to two. We still need to get another run. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I think this is a must win for the for the Lions, and it is a must win for uh, well, Jim Caldwell. Actually, if but, the Lions if the Lions lose this game and Jim Caldwell stays, we know Bob Quinn has is just no, a he, puppet. 
He has no control. No, he doesn't. It'll be. I all. love Jim Caldwell. I love. No, it's. I love Jim Caldwell. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, moving on to something that's unrelated to sports, but um, something that um, I know all of us are related, uh, you know, interested in, I guess I should say. Uh, we still all love video games, even though at the age that we're at. Uh, so, uh, ladies, get used to it. We love our video games. But I came across this article about these uh, rare 21 Nintendo video games that are worth a fortune. So I came to this, um, and, and I don't even remember this. Is I need to go check my them? shelves. There is a game. It was called the Nintendo World Championships in 1990, and that it, game is worth like fifty thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, there in was 2014. A, there was a it prize. sold for twenty seven thousand dollars on eBay because it was it was time trials basically of Super Mario Brothers Rad Racer. That is without the power glove, like Lucas <laughs> did in uh, The Wizard. Wow, we I've way seen to that. Bring up yeah. some, whoa, hold on, time out. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. And Tetris, I've seen that. Way to bring up some Fred Savage knowledge, but Dave actually saw that movie. Yep. He did. Yep. You scored fifty thousand in Double Dragon. I've seen that movie. It's Power Glove. It's I've so seen bad. that movie, and and I used to watch The Wonder Years. So there's a two for two. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. So uh, some other things that that were on this list: Mega Man Five. Oh, I was surprised never about got that. Into Mega a rare Man. game. Never knew there was a Mega Man 5. Because I'm pretty sure I played almost all of them. Not 5, apparently. But not 5. Well, I, I, I might have played 5, but I... My favorite Nintendo this game how, was Splunker, how and this? nobody's ever seen it. No. How about do, this? Do you remember renting games from Blockbuster back in the day? Dude, I remember... That, see, you know what? That is what these kids don't understand these days. Of how great it was... You went into Blockbuster. You got a game, and you were like, I have to beat this in two days. But then what yes, if the game really sucked? They just uh, brought it, oh, they they just brought it back. And you were yeah. like, Mom, Dad, we got to talk. But I mean, <laughs> oh, they've got Redbox But it was now, different so because, like, oh, you know, you went to your friend's house. They had different games. Yeah. You got into it, and you, and you, and you, watch, and you play these different games with you know, your friends and everything. The, these kids, you can download the damn games now, and right. it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Completely convenient. First time I ever played PlayStation 2, a friend of a friend rented the PlayStation 2 console for Blockbuster. Oh, I remember oh, when you could do that, too. Yes. And he rented, like, two games, and we were playing and drinking all night. And he was like, you know what? Fucking, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they can charge my credit card $500. I'm not giving it back. Because it when PlayStation 2... Not so much three, but when Xbox came out, that was like the Cabbage Patch kit of the day. You couldn't get it. I remember walking into Southland Mall early November. I was shopping for my wife's birthday present, and I walked into when they had that little KB toy store in the back. I walked in and they had an Xbox up there, and I was like, yeah, how much is the Xbox? Like $400. I was like, it's retailed at $300. Like $400. All right, cool. Here's 400 bucks. I'm taking it because you couldn't buy it. Yeah, yeah. I you know you know the thing about PlayStation Two was is it, it wasn't it, it, PlayStation it, it, One. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, totally. But I mean that revolutionized the gaming. Oh. Into, I mean it was crazy. <laughs> Dual Shock. Do you remember playing uh, SOCOM? And yes. you had you know the first time you had the headset. And I remember my mom walking into my room and I, and I'm like I'm like 
and I'm talking about like some team going to po- Point Zulu, and <laughs> she's like, "What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to?" And I'm like, um, "It's it's the game mom." And and Dave, this is also when I had my softball uniform on when we were playing softball. When you would put the jersey on at noon and it was eight o'clock. Game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom, my mom, God rest her soul, knew I was ready for that game. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> when I put that jersey on, <laughs> did, any, then, did anyone ever want to remind you that it was slow pitch softball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It was like when you're in your young, you're in your early twenties. That was that was a kind of like everything. You know, I mean, I was going all out. <laughs> <laughs> don't even say, uh, don't. All right, let's. Let's just move on with this show because it's been so good. And uh, again, we'd like to thank Jamie Sinclair for uh, the interview this uh, this early evening. It was uh, very nice of her to uh, uh, talk to us. And yeah, she, uh, she's ooh. currently sending me links right now um, on on the messaging system. So that and we, we totally appreciate that. Was I mean, it was a great interview. She's a, a super cool person to uh, talk to. And uh, you know, one thing I forgot to ask her, uh, just going back to that for a second, that we should have included in the questions is. If she has any downtime and she's anywhere in the Michigan area, will she come and have a craft beer with us? I think she would. I mean, we're we're pretty cool guys. My yeah. scuba. Yeah. I mean, you know, cool yeah, guys. Wow. There's not a whole lot of curling <laughs> stuff going on around here. Hey, we can no. go to the curling There's club. There's a Detroit curling club. I'm not going to lie. I know I want, there is. We need to curl. Have you I've ever been there? No, no, but you've been there? Oh, how okay, did, how did you? Did you curl? Yes. Like, was it awesome? I would have paid to see that. 18 years old. It was oh, just I, no. Okay, looked, so that was like 34 years ago for okay, you. Okay, well, how about <laughs> I looked into it and it was like you have to go there. Thankfully, with the, Dave asked me to keep I, it toned down a bit. Right when Rich said that, You'll I looked at you and gave you the head shake. You will get it off the air. No, I've actually looked into it before, and it's like, well, you have to know a club member. Yeah, my and, uh, 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 my my cousin. Oh, you know a club member? Not anymore. Oh, Long story short, my my cousin lived in Southfield with school in Birmingham. A kid he went to school with was a his dad was a member, so for the kid's seventeenth birthday, it was at the curling club. Dude, that would be awesome. I'm not gonna lie, curling curling would it, it would be fun. Did you it do would it? In, be, I, it'd be fun until I fall flat on my. Did you do it in normal shoes, or did you did you actually no, you get the to, curling you, you shoes? Can, you can get shoes there. Can you, oh, can you so drink? it's like a bowling alley, kind of. But the problem <laughs> is, no, no. The problem is when you get out there and you're ready and you're ready to go and you're like, oh, I'm gonna slide this stone or I'm gonna sweep this ice and you go out there and do oh, it. You and think you're, you're gonna be just trash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the the one question I. I, I wish I would have jumped in and asked Jamie was, why does it look so easy to <laughs> well, it's, us? It, it's the same and thing as anything else. it is just so complete. But we've all played. Ba- I know we've right, never but, but played Ryan, Major Ryan, League think Baseball. About, think about it like this. Think about it like this. All of us probably had a, a certain sport that we were are good at more than other others or what have you. And if I know I played a lot of baseball, if, I don't care what age I was or how much I was practicing. If I had to dig in in the batter's box and face 95 high and tight, I, I, I was going to freak out. Okay? Yeah, but that's 95. So that, I'm talking but, about like 76. But, 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 I'm, but I'm talking you can, about You get like, out there and you go to f- throw out, you know, go ahead, rock. go out there. It's just, it's, it's, complete, it's way different. That you could well, ever there's imagine. one thing that blew me away when I was looking at like some curling facts is the ice is not smooth. No, no, no. no. It's 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 like rigid. No, it's like they take a hose and just yeah, squirt it, and it down. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. It's like a backyard ice rink. 
Yeah. And that's one thing I never knew. I would have always assumed it was like a hockey arena. In that same way, it's kind of like bowling. They oil lanes differently, so you got to... Yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's, it's totally cool. Not that I'm a good bowler. I got like a 112 average. Totally appreciate Jamie Sinclair (laughs) for coming on and uh, letting us know about uh, uh, the sport of curling and uh, promoting uh, Curl Up with Jamie on YouTube. So uh, anybody out there on Facebook Live, you're looking to figure out what the heck's going on with this curling thing, you know... Hit up uh, Jamie Sinclair on uh, Curl Up with Jamie on YouTube, and you will uh, figure out what the whole curling thing's all about. Uh, let's move on to some uh, Michigan Michigan State football. They are playing Indiana currently here. Uh, just got a holding penalty. Just <laughs> they are up seven nothing. And uh, you know uh, they did not have a good showing. <laughs> Whoa, that was super loud. <laughs> oh, I brought it out. Yeah. You know, you know, this is not the that Michigan was the wrong one. It's Michigan State. We're going to play Clemson's fight song really quick. Just so you know, it's not what we're talking but, about. Um, the, the blowout last week against uh, against Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> Tyler O'Connor, you know, this is where you get, you know, the senior leadership where he's, you know, he went out and just said, you know, hey, this is on me. He had a fumble, he had an interception. And he took the blame for himself. Uh, this week, we're playing Indiana at night at Indiana. Uh, Michigan State's up 7 nothing in the second quarter. Um, linebacker John uh, Reschke and Riley Bulla. Uh, uh, John Reschke is out. Riley Bulla is uh, day-to-day and actually listed as the backup. So that doesn't help the defense for uh, Michigan State. Are there any Bullas left? I'm just wondering. Because Michigan State's had like 15 Yeah, this is like, this might be the last one. But, you no, know, the, uh, the clip is empty. The, the the thing I noticed Apparently the bullets reproduce like Catholic rabbits. <laughs> well, I did that joke only because it sounded like bullets. Sorry. Yeah. Michigan State's biggest problem against uh, Wisconsin was they, the running game. They, they could not it. run the ball against them, so obviously it did not open up at the you know the passing game. So not uh, to echo Mike Valeni, but their offensive coordinator hasn't come up with anything original since 1983. And well, Michigan State—it's a pound. You, you got to pound the football. That's 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 what Michigan State is about. They're pounding the football. Oh, man, that's what Michigan was about too. And we changed. Well, evolve or die. And right now, Michigan State's dying. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think it has a little bit to do with you have an inexperienced quarterback. You have he's a, a fifth-year uh, senior. Yeah, but he's he played okay. He played one game against Ohio State last year, and he then started he never threw and the ball, and he started three games. Okay. But over five years, the dude didn't get there any type of... There is a reason that he did not start. Well, there's a reason you should have somebody else there to play. Yeah, you would hope. But uh, uh, Indiana and Michigan State battling it I mean, out you're, tonight. You're uh, talking about a five-year senior who's been in the program four or five years. Jim Harbaugh walked in last season with a oh. first-year quarterback in Michigan system. And this year, another quarterback that's doing his first year in Michigan system. Did Michigan State just fumble? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. Indiana ball. So, uh, well, all you Spartan fans out there, Schaefer, we know you're a Spartans fan. Uh, Good luck to you tonight, and uh, hopefully you don't win. (laughs) I don't know how that goes hand in hand. All right. Hey, let's get to the the Michigan Wolverines and uh, their game against Wisconsin. Hey, you got the right (laughs) fight song. You know. This was a uh, a game where I think my inner Wolverine came out. 
because I told myself some years ago that I'm not going to get worked up about the Michigan Wolverine game. And today it just exploded. Uh, Wilton Spate did not have a good game. Uh, you know, obviously he threw the winning touchdown, obviously, but other than uh, a few passes, he was he was high on a lot of his passes. Um, the offensive line did not play very well because uh, they were getting rushed. J.J. Uh, Watts' brother uh, was uh, having a field day as he's, he's one of their middle linebackers. You know, it was not a great day for Michigan offense. A win's a win. I'll take it. Oh, but they- what saved the Michigan offense was the Michigan defense. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, if you did not see Jordan Lewis's interception, you'll um, see it on Sports Center tomorrow. Yeah, in the last couple of minutes of the game, watch Sports Center tonight. It's going to be the number one play of the. I, it was Charles Woodson esque. It might beat the butt fumble. Wow! <laughs> it was it was amazing. Do you remember when that? I mean, when awesome. that happened, I, I don't think we even could process it fast enough. Of it was, how awesome it was. It was awesome. just a big old goddamn fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ray. I, I, I mean, seriously, it was it was amazing. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, State's got the ball back just like that. Oh, boy. We're going by four yards. We're going back and forth. Um, how about this? The, ki- the kicking game for Michigan is horrendous. Absolutely atrocious. Kenny Allen couldn't hit anything. They bring this uh, Trice kid in, and he couldn't hit shit either. Kenny Chesney would have been a better choice. <laughs> I mean, you could have you could have trotted out Scuba Steve, and he could have hit a freaking thirty-one yard field goal. Oh, Scuba's good from at least forty. Scuba, could you get hit for forty? That'd, yeah, be, that'd be a really small helmet. He was a soccer player. <laughs> yes, he was. I used to be able to hit it from like thirty-eight back was that in the day. Prior to oh, the I collarbone injury, or <laughs> this, is, this is when I was in like eighth grade. Can I ask you this? When you were in eighth grade and you, you and you did kick that that forty yard field goal, did they have to get a li- little league uh, helmet? <laughs> <laughs> no swearing, Scuba. Well, <laughs> uh, the whole thing with the Wilson Spade thing it was was that what he's going to be, or were the last four games what he is? Yeah, you know what? I mean, truthfully, I mean, you start I, putting pressure on Michigan him. Didn't, has not seen a defense like that. So uh, I guess it's a good warm up for uh, a, a couple weeks from now when we go to well, Michigan State. But are you got to hold on time out. Are you honestly afraid of Michigan State? Listen, I, I'm I'm until we beat them. No, you, I'm not going to say. Shh, do, you, no, do, you, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's. Good teams, when their quarterback is off, when their defense is off, whatever the case may be, find a way to win. They find a way to win, and a good team took that field today and figured out how to fight through a quarterback throwing poorly and a running game pretty much being non-existent. He did throw like hot garbage. Yes. So the defense picked the entire team up. But and ha- they, that's who got the win. Hats off to Wisconsin's defense because they were good. Oh yeah, they were. They I've were. Never, they were solid. 
They were, they were just a, solid they, teams. They, they, there was always somebody coming in unblocked. It always seemed like there was always somebody unblocked. I mean, somewhere. they they had the, the defensive scheme that and maybe they had big was boys great. too. And maybe oh, Very, that, that's, that's Wisconsin. That Hawaiian yeah. kid, Jesus yeah. Christ, that dude looked like me and Rich standing next to each other. <laughs> wow. I mean, he wasn't as big as me, but I mean, he was. Yeah, scuba grab us one. You know, we're we're, was so, we're sports and stouts. He was half Chinese with a beard. <laughs> half it. Chinese, half white is kind of Malaysian. It, it works. Yes, Ooh, I, I wish it. I could I have it. that beard. That'd be pretty nice. That'd be pretty nice. All right, hey, uh, as we uh, start to wrap up episode sixteen for us, what time it is? It is time for the headlines. Ah. Yes, it is. Oh man, did, did, you know what? <laughs> I feel bad even even doing this this article because uh, I I I don't even know. Where, oh, it's a channel nine five five. Of course, broke this uh, this story is um it's a it's a mother who was blind who was also a hoarder um thought her son <laughs> moved out twenty years ago um and never went upstairs and found out. Uh, I think it was uh, a relative went upstairs and. Um, found his remains. What does a blind woman hoard? See, now here, here it's going to be That's a miracle a, if we can just, get through this without offending somebody. Yeah. Gold bars. Apparently she <laughs> thought she it was just, older. It wasn't just bars. his remains. It was his remains fully clothed. So yeah, it was I mean, bones so, fully clothed. So, I mean, and it didn't really give like the, um, how the son died, but it said the son died somewhere. Well, I don't think at that point you can tell how he died. There had to have been an odor, blind or not. You couldn't smell that. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they say that your other senses are heightened when that, you know. Yeah. Wait a minute. She, she didn't hear him. She said. She said. She thought she smelled rotting food in the bedroom, but it did for not. The last How are you going to remember that, that smell like rotting ago. flesh for years? Okay. I anyway. heard my dead children. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Good God. Hey, guess what? Uh, in the world of uh, fantasy and, and romance, uh, in the uh, fancy engagements. Uh, we've had a blunder, um, but it was the day was saved. A Yankees fan, during a televised engagement, fumbles the ring. This is a this is bad omen for the relationship. But you, you know, th- this well, is the thing that that I don't get is is okay. We're all married here, and uh, and some of us more than once, eh. as, as in me. <laughs> I mean, Scooby got married more than once, but it was to the same girl. So. I'm confused. My, <laughs> my, my thing is, it is, was it was is, only one legal marriage. <laughs> but well, the funny thing is, we told her no instead of telling you no. <laughs> we didn't. You know, you know. Do you have to do this big gaudy? You know. Oh, look at us! We're engaged, kind of thing. All right, quick rundown amongst or, the or, four or, of us. Or, or can you just do it simply and privately, like? Like I did, and I, th- I thought I it was I just going, as good. Ryan. Dave, how did you propose to Monica? Uh, you don't want to know. Oh, really? Just throw it out there. Because um, I guarantee you mine is way worse. It basi- <laughs> basi- basically, we talked about it. We agreed that we were going to get married. We looked at each other and said, let's go to the store. I had a ring custom made for her per her request. And when she tried it on, she said, I love it. Let's get it. Scuba? How did you not, propose to Marisol? We're not going to get into this. Good God, Rich. 
Scuba's got to be a baby. So if you don't know uh, my beautiful wife, Elizabeth, who has uh, bared uh, two children from her loins, um, she uh, uh, her favorite time of year is Christmas. One scuba is the other one we don't know who belongs to. It was uh, right around. It was uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, I figured it would be a great time to. to do this, and uh, I had uh, taken her uh, mom out to, to uh, breakfast a couple days ago because it wasn't the dad that I had to convince. Wow, it was it was ever. it was yeah. Gail that I had to convince. Cliff hey, you wanted this. You wanted this. Anyways, we so uh, so I, I I proposed to her in front of the Christmas tree in our current living room, which is her you know favorite time of year. And guess who was also there? Kalark. Bubble Scuba. Bar. He's just a baby. Scuba. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was nowhere Scuba. near this Scuba moment. Also approved of the uh, uh, approved of the marriage, and uh, we actually went to uh, we were we had New Year's Eve at Dave's house, and uh, we sat there till uh, probably about uh, close to midnight before anybody noticed that she had a ring on. So uh, hmm. that's how I did it. Since so everyone was drunk. <laughs> yeah, but my see, proposal to Dana wasn't as awesome as Dave's was to Monica. Obviously, we had already had a child. She was nine years old, and we we're walking through the mall one day, right before Thanksgiving, walking to a jewelry store. And I go, hey, want to pick out a ring? And she goes, yeah. So I bought her a ring, went home on Thanksgiving. I was like, hey, everybody, we're getting married. Because <laughs> that's the romantic that I am. So, Elizabeth, if you are listening right now, we had the most romantic um well, but it doesn't have not, to be you're not a, it, sure scuba hasn't shared. That's true. But it I'm just saying it doesn't <laughs> oh have to Oh my god, the look I just got. It doesn't have to be this big, like huge announcement. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, where you have to show yourself in front also, of the, do you know the, the entire that, world. The guy that fumbled the ring at Yankee Stadium, they charge you two hundred dollars oh, to, to it get on. up on the video. <laughs> And then he missed it because he fumbled. Oh, yeah. He, it should have been a Giants game. They're used to fumbling. <laughs> See what you did there. I like that. I like All right. Hey, uh, archaeologists discover a 200-year-old underground pub this in awesome. Manchester, England. Okay, so we're doing next week's show from a 200-year-old underground pub in Manchester, England. Or just this garage. <laughs> well, we can... Throw some rocks around. Okay, first nine. of all, it's not just this garage. This is Studio G. This is this is where <laughs> this is where a lot of the magic happens. But um, I saw this article and it was actually crazy because you know they actually found full bottles of brandy that have not been uh, opened before uh, from the 18th century, and uh, hmm. that I, I don't know how that would taste. Has anybody sampled these yet? I don't know. There, there was, there was no word about the sampling of these. But you know, where I find these articles, it's very, very uh, vague of uh, the information that they want to share. So, but uh, I'd like to visit a two hundred year underground pub. You know, why not? You wonder how that got there. Like, yeah, some shit happened a while ago. That's it. You wonder how that got there. Hey, moral question for you all. Domino's customer discovers a chicken wing box with $5,000 in it. Peace out. It was actually the uh it was the 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 uh the amount of money that uh the store was about to deposit into uh the bank. Uh what do you do? 
I, I'm going to say that Scuba keeps it. Scuba keeps it. Dude, I don't. Is know. it hard? Not. I mean, is it hard? Why? Not? Why are they putting money in the box? I don't know, but this is like this is no. It's happened more than once. Yeah, it's happened more than once. So it's I've paid at a bar (laughs) with a ten dollar bill. It had the waitress give me change for a hundred. Now I know you're lying because you've never been in a bar. One time, okay, (laughs) one time I was at a bar (laughs) and I paid the waitress with a ten dollar bill. She brought me back change for a hundred, and I told her, "No, sweetie, I I gave you a ten. She's like, no, you gave me a hundred. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know if I'm missing a hundred dollars, I gave you a ten. And she argued with me, and I was like, all right, fine. End of the night, she came back up to me. She goes, you know what? You were right. You did pay me with a ten. I was like, nope, paid you with a hundred. Because <laughs> I argued with her for fifteen minutes trying to give her the money back, and she was like, no, 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 no. Well, at that point, then you know what? No, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, you just kind of like, you know, hey, it's just, you know, whatever, you know, you. Sorry about it. You know, what are you going to do about it? Hey, how about this? Uh, Just when you thought that story was strange. Yeah. The city of Philadelphia is to test urine repelling paint. (laughs) That sprays back at you. And this is this is like down in their like uh, subways. Um, I I never knew that that Philadelphia had a problem of people pissing in the uh, subway. It's Philadelphia. Everybody that has a subway has this problem. They have a problem with people throwing batteries at Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) The streets of Philadelphia. God, that is the biggest shithole ever. How urine-soaked is this subway? Oh, apparently way worse than the people mover because we don't need urine (laughs) <laughs> repelling paint. paint. Well, again, <laughs> only three people ever ride the people mover, but still, Philadelphia is just God. It's a shithole, and they and they smell like urine. I have I have rode in their stadiums. You, you, the people mover is kind of fun to ride. I have rode it recently, it, but for, I, for fifty cents or whatever the it is. End all be all of everything you know about Philadelphia is they have jail cells in the basements of all of their stadiums. That's because they hate everybody. Most places do. There's no jail cells in any stadium in Detroit. Uh, can I mean, they're not store. That? That's a lie because if you pay for it. I know it, there's not one in Ford Field. If you pay. No, there is. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh, there is. I guarantee you It was not. the seat we sat in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday. Yeah, that entire <laughs> building's a damn jail cell. <laughs> Just pace. Get up and pace. <laughs> All right, let's get to the WTF moment of the week. Of the century. Show. Of the century. <laughs> Dave, give it to us. Oh, a Russian charity accidentally advocates beaver genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even looking at the article. Take a minute to soak that in. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to take a minute to soak in Scuba's childish laughter at the word beaver. Okay, so here, here's the other part of the headline. Instead of asking people to do good, charitable foundation flyers read to exterminate beavers. Did... Bill Why would Murray you want to Scarlett Johansson have a part of no, this? Was there a little bit lost Apparently, in the, the printing company messed something up in translation. Whoops, save murder. Which is why I, I kind of want to know. Apparently, there's there's a close a closeness between translating "do good" and "exterminate beavers." Second in Russian, <laughs> there's a good there's a close translation between 
do good, murder. That's why. That's why I wish. I really wish I knew. I. I. I wish I had a Russian. Not, I could. You're not. You're, oh. Oh. Google Translator. What's her name? Sam. No. What's her name? <laughs> you, you point towards her. You point towards my neighbor. Chick over there speaks Russian. Clint, I know you know a Russian that you can you can follow up with this on. Uh, okay, well, well, listen, listen. Here, here's important details. Listen to this. The, the the printing house. I want to know how close this translation. Well, okay. Is. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's there's how close a translator it is. Translator on your phone. The printing house allegedly told the charity that the mistake is one that no one should notice, and that the error, uh, that, that the error, and that they encouraged them to continue distributing them, that no one would actually notice. <laughs> so, an animal rights activist stepped in and said that they truly fear that people might start actually exterminating beavers because of leaflets like these printed the way they are now. So okay. it was a big fight about something being lost in translation between do good and kill. Okay, so it was a, a Was a, it does it say leaflet. was it was it an English Russian translation or does it actually say? There was a I leaf- wish they had a picture of the leaflet. They they, they, they passed out a leaflet so. talking about the preservation of beavers. So apparently in Russia they just willy-nilly just yeah, murder beavers. Why would you? Mur- you gotta preserve the beavers. Yeah, well, I love. But, but, I love beavers. What I mean, honestly, that's the most non-aggressive animal you can ever find, besides a bubble a platypus. Bear. No, besides <laughs> a bubble bear. Okay, we get it. He's inside. Well, but he's on just that a baby. No, um, <laughs> we're gonna go this ahead. Show, this show, this show was this show was certainly action packed. Um, <laughs> Dude, we, we we covered a lot of topics, but um, most importantly, with having a special guest on like we did, we huge thanks to Jamie Sinclair and uh, you know the sport of curling which she plays. What what an awesome opportunity, uh, you know, for her to to, to come on here and, and promote that sport. So we uh, once again thank her. You know, we we couldn't thank her enough, really. So. Yes, look up uh, curl up with Jamie on YouTube. Yes, and if you're looking for us, and Pretty we will, sure and we riches. will, uh, we will post, uh, you know, links to uh, Jamie Sinclair and the Curl Up with Jamie YouTube uh, on our website, uh, which is sportsandstouts.com. Also, uh, check us out on Twitter at Sports and Stouts. We also have the Facebook business page, and don't forget, you can always uh, give us a call or text us at three one three. 855-5904. So, for myself and for Scuba Steve, Rich, and extremely loud Ryan tonight, we are Sports and Stouts, and we're out. See ya!